Well, it's wonderful to see you this evening. Um, if we haven't met before, I'm Will van der Hart, and I'm the Associate Vicar here at St. Dionys, and it's great to have so many of you here in the room on this great Christmas Eve, and also those of you who are joining us also online, a very warm welcome to you again. We're going to uh, read our Gospel reading now from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through to 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi, or kings, from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he called together all the people, chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them, Where is the Christ? Where was he born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the, pro what, what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least amongst the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they heard the king, they went on their way and the star that they'd seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming into the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with the gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Well, I have to be honest with you this evening, I'm really struggling to wish people a Merry Christmas this year, and I'm sure you can understand why. It's not that I don't want you to have a Merry Christmas, it's just that it seems to ask people to be seasonally cheerful in the middle of the most significant health crisis in a hundred years. It doesn't really seem to cut it. Fortunately, the propagators of the keep calm and carry on memes seem to have also given up their campaign. Even they've realized that carrying on isn't really a helpful message right now. It might be that you've come to Christmas grateful for its comforting familiarity. I know to a level I have. But equally assuming that this message may be lax teeth for the period of deep challenge that we're going through. But on the contrary, I want to suggest to you that this year I'm celebrating Christmas specifically because I believe it's the only message that can offer us genuine hope right now. And it's a message of real power, true significance and honest purpose. These magi, kings or wise men, were carrying three significant gifts that formed three symbols that denoted the nature of the person of Jesus. There was gold to represent kingship, and in seasons of great struggle we require great leadership. As governments and leaders around the globe struggle for wisdom, I want to invite you to submit yourself to the leadership of King Jesus this year. A hundred years ago, Dr. 
James Allen famously wrote, here is a man who was born in an obscure village, the child of a peasant woman. He grew up in another obscure village where he worked as a carpenter's shop until he was 30. And then for three years, he was an itinerant preacher. He never wrote a book. He never held an office. He never owned a home. He never had a family. He never went to college. He never put a foot inside a big city. He never traveled 200 miles from the place where he was born. He never did one of the things that usually accompany greatness. He had no credentials but himself. He had nothing to do with this world except the naked power of his divine manhood. 19, now nearly 20th centuries, have come and gone, and today he's the centerpiece of the human race and the leader of the column of progress. I'm far within the mark when I say that all the armies that ever marched and all the navies that were ever built and all the parliaments that ever sat and all the kings that ever reigned put together have not affected this life as this man's life. This one powerful solitary life. I wonder how you're affected by the leadership of King Jesus this year. We've got our kings here on the table with me. Gold for kingship and then frankincense. During the Exodus, Aaron would burn frankincense at the altar as an offering to the Lord. Frankincense was also used medicinally, particularly to alleviate depression. And symbolically, frankincense was offered to Jesus as a sign that he was both God and healer. He was the God who could heal your hurts and cure you from your diseases. People regularly say, show me God and I'll believe him. But God has already shown himself in the person of Jesus Christ, the God who calms storms, brings the dead to life, casts out evil spirits, heals diseases, multiplies provisions, walks on water, and expresses the greatest love we could ever know. You may see a baby in the manger this year, but I want to show you God. And then we have myrrh. Myrrh was used to embalm the dead because it has the property to preserve. And the kings gave Jesus myrrh because not only was he king and God, but he would also be saviour. They knew that he would lay down his life for a world that would reject him, that he would be embalmed with myrrh and sealed in a tomb for the sins of the world only to rise again and invite all who put their trust in him to receive total forgiveness and union with God for eternity. It may seem incongruous that three kings would arrive in a filthy stable in Bethlehem in the first century, but the truth is, it isn't incongruous because they were too good for their setting. But that God, the maker of the angels and the kings, is the most unexpected member of this quirky cast. If those kings had really understood who they were kneeling before, they might have excluded themselves for being too unworthy for such a call. But this is the crux of the Christian message. 
It's the uncomfortable, subversive, powerful, countercultural, counter-expectation, anti-fame story that rings with all authenticity because you could never believe that anyone would make up such an audacious, improbable moment in our history. It's the message that we most need in 2020, a year when superficiality in so many of the things that draw our attention have been sorely exposed. Martin Luther King said, it's only in the darkness that you can see the stars. And the darkness of 2020, in this darkness, the true Christmas message is radiating out of the gloom and we're beginning to look for the things that really matter in our lives. Show me a leader with integrity so I can follow him. I'll show you Jesus. Show me a God who's accessible to humankind. I'll show you Jesus. Show me a saviour who can forgive my sins and offer me a future. I'll show you Jesus. The Christian story is so true that you just could not make it up. Only God could conceive of such a perfect rescue. Have another look at the three kings and then look at who they were worshipping. He wasn't just any baby. He was King, God and Saviour. He's alive and he reigns and he wants a relationship with you beginning tonight. And it's the perfect opportunity to start a relationship with him. It is his birthday after all. So why don't you join me as we pray? Lord God, in the darkness of 2020, I can see a light that's shining, a star that's drawing me to a saviour born in a stable. I don't understand all that I see, but I recognise this baby as King, as God and as Saviour. I long to lay down my own offering, the offering of my life. And I invite this Christ child now to come and make his dwelling within my life. You may want to echo this prayer in your own heart. Lord Jesus, would you come into my life today and make a dwelling within me. Transform me. Bring me your healing, your forgiveness, your liberation, your purpose, your promise, and your deliverance. I long to know a life of peace in a world of turmoil. And so I pray to you now, come and be my Lord. Come and be my King. Come and be my Saviour. Amen.